All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I was telling Brendan a second ago that the two recordings we have on my phone from this trip, one is the introduction that you might have heard, uh, which was on the very first day on the way to Ocean Springs. The second was on the RV trip, and I might put some blips of that in if, 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 it, if it's pretty audible. But then after that, we have nothing. And I was telling Brendan, I don't regret that for a second. Um, and so now here we are after all of Bimini and everything else that we did. And I don't regret not recording it for a second because these were experiencing these were experiences for me. And I think you agree, Brendan, that I didn't need to take pictures. I didn't need to record. It was like I just wanted to experience it. And it was fantastic. Word. <laughs> and even fantastic doesn't even... It doesn't even um, give this justice. Like, and I think, Brendan, you said it the best. You said there's so much you want... I, I So much that you want to say. So much I want to say about this. But there are no words that I can describe. Yeah. Like... It's the most trapping feeling I've ever had. That it's like I, I can't describe how much I want to say, but there's nothing that I I can use to say it because it would be insufficient. It just wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't even mean it. It, it wouldn't work. No. But anyways, so here we are. We're back in Ocean Springs, um, and that was freaking amazing. Um, this is this. This is going to be an adventure is a great title for this podcast, I think. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> there were just well, at least four times that I looked at you and I was like, Brendan, this is going to be an adventure. And it was just like, yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we jumped into, we had, we went in two blue holes. Um, we explored an island. It was a door again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fourth time. <laughs> He's gonna do it in every stuff. Uh, um, sorry, but but I mean seriously, like this is going to be an adventure, and it was absolutely, it absolutely was. And Zwerg said it was going to be life changing. Tyler said it was going to be life changing, and I thought I I really and honestly thought. Okay, um, you know, life-changing maybe kind of, you know, iffy, kind of maybe a little bit um, pretentious maybe about their trip. Yeah, it's going to be a great trip. It's going to be a lot of fun, um, but may maybe not life-changing. But it was like when we got down to Key Largo, just that was almost good enough. And then, but once we started sailing and then we come into dock at a foreign country... In the middle of the night at 2 a.m., it's dark, it's raining, everyone is tired or seasick. It was cold with the wind, and we're trying to dock. We've never docked before, and the current was blowing the, the ship over, and it was like... Like, that in itself was some of the most determination I have ever had. I don't know about you. and Because I, I stayed up the whole time. You slept after puking. Was it nine times? Eight. Eight times. Yeah, <laughs> uh, about eight, about eight. Don't remember that. Was it, was it like, was the first one like substantial and then it just went down after that or was it like... The first four were really substantial. <laughs> four. <laughs> I feel like we should like, like do a run through, like kind of like explain the first day. Okay. And then like 
So do you want to just do like like every every day, just kind of go one at a time? Oh, uh, I mean, and we then can... when we have time to reflect, or do you want to just kind of talk about something that from it? We can do like different crazy awesome events. Like the whole like crossing the first time was yeah. was an event. Yeah, Pony was an event. The Gavados were definitely yeah. an event. Yeah. Um, I mean, what I honestly whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. I'm just going with the flow. Cause like, I definitely the RV ride was just the first thing, you know, and and that was just that was just a cool trip. And yeah. then once we got, you know, we we packed everything on the boat, and then sailing out was all great and stuff. And and then we had the the water roller coaster. Everyone's up on the bow and going <laughs> through the waves and stuff. It was amazing. And then that all just like died down. And then you were either sick or sunburned. Those were your two things. And Brendan, you are you have now uh, claimed pres you have claimed presidency of the Chum Club. That's right. Uh, with eight pukes. Then we had Taylor got one, and Mr. Hugh got one, um, and then we have Bonnie and Danielle, and I think Tyler had like a little bit. This is beautiful. Um, yeah, it is. It, there's so many beautiful things that are even here, you know, on the coast like this, that are just amazing. And I think that's Deer Island. Um, By the way, listeners, we're crossing a bridge on the Biloxi Bay. It's very beautiful out here. Yeah. But even even still, it's like, I've seen so much, you know, and this is amazing, but this, this, this scenario was just like all the time. Yep. You know, which is, which is crazy. It's crazy to think of. Yeah. Um, but that first, that first, um, ship over, well, that was a lot of fun because it was pretty rough and, and all of us were staying up on the top where we were getting sunburned, uh, but we wouldn't get sick. And then down below you would get sick. And so you would get sick and then go to sleep, but you wouldn't get sunburned. So you had one and one or the other. Um, but we got over and then after that, it was just the band camp the whole week. And that was a lot of fun meeting all the kids, learning the instruments and stuff like that. Um, and so that, that was great. But I think the adventures really came, you know, later on in the week. We, we snorkeled at the Three Sisters, uh, which is these three, which are these three rocks um, uh, that they pop out of the water slightly, but you can snorkel around them. Um, we speared a lot of fish mm-hmm. and had that fish. That was, that was great. Yeah. Um, and then we met this family and um, we'll call them the GW family. Sure. For initial reasons. Um, but this this GW family is the most freaking awesome family in, in the entire freaking world. Oh, yeah. So cool. And, like, there's no competition, almost. Um, to give you an idea, listeners, they live on a boat and they circumnavigate the world. That's it. That's their life. That is what they do. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that precedes all of that and they have a lot of family stories and and things that went on and turning points in their life that they shared that, you know, give them a reason to uh, pick up their life and go. But they started in Idaho, um, then they uh, then they lived in Hawaii for a little bit, and then in California, I think. And then after that, they just got on a boat and pretty much just been living. And so we, we met them. I think Dan, Dan's met them before. Yeah. And, uh, and helps them, like, with the blog and whatever, I guess. And then once they saw them, it was like, oh, wow, you know, uh, there they are. And so we met up there at the dock, and 
They stayed, what, for two days? I think it was two days at the About dock. two. Um, and so they came to the band camp. That was a lot of fun. And they are just such a welcoming family. And, and that's, that's what's so crazy because we would talk about wanting to just pick up our life and just live with them. And they were like, yeah, come. Mm-hmm. It wasn't kind of like, um, maybe we'll see or, uh, yeah, we'll have to Whenever work something Whenever you're out. ready. Yeah, or, or whatever you're, I mean, it was like, yeah, come on, right now. Let's do it, yeah. Just, just put a, grab your bag and come uh, come on our boat. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, Miss Belinda is the most awesome lady in the entire world. Absolute legend. <laughs> Absolute legend. Yeah. Like, they should write a book about her or something. All the crazy stuff she's done, like, like apparently, most people that can only snorkel in, like, a tank of gas for an hour, she can do it for five. Mm-hmm. Um, You're saying scuba? Yeah, yeah, scuba, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, one, one time a guy stole a purse from her, so she chased him down, tackled him, and t- took the purse back. <laughs> it's all crazy stuff. And, you know, she, she I, don't, I don't think it's just that she's a badass by nature, but... Um, you know, she grew up South Africa. Yeah, in, in a very different world than than we are. A badass uh, world. Yeah, she grew. up, I think she she was born in um, one of the neighboring countries. I can't remember which. Bad Africa. Yeah, Bad Africa. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> um, but she grew up and she she grew up in, in a pretty hard time. She talked about how um, uh, she it was a regular occurrence that there would be terrorism and uh, and and public lynchings and hangings and things like that that she saw as a kid and they had to escape the the country and one of the stories she said is she she and her family were going to escape the country not south africa but one of the, the neighboring ones um and she was gonna they were gonna meet up with their uh their aunts and uncles and uh cousins and they never found them again and i think she said they heard that uh, um they were tortured one mm-hmm. of them i think uh she said they pulled all of his all of his or her fingers off um and then hung them and one person like had like they made one of the cousins do do that to, the, to no. them and and and, and all of these these horrible things um and then they let the the mother go i think the aunt and she said She's never been able to communicate with the aunt. Almost, it's like she's just out of it now, and rightfully so. You know, yeah. watching that and seeing that go down. Um, so, things like that. And one of, and one of the lynchings she had mentioned was uh, uh, with the apartheid in South Africa and neighboring countries. Um, yeah. That's not good. You're good. Just keep going. Um, but uh, the way. The way she had described it was so not nonchalant as if she didn't care, but so nonchalant in the way that uh, it was very, very normal um, for them to see something like this. And it was a, I think it was a black, a, a pregnant black woman hung by her feet with her stomach slit open and her <sighs> and her baby on the ground dead. Um, That's terrible. And things, things like that that she grew up, um, just. That's you know that that was normal, and so that I think really gave her the kind of attitude of you know this is my life. I'm gonna go do what I want with it, and I'm gonna go make it the most freaking awesome it ever can be. Uh, because you have someone like that who parents would say, I, I don't want my kid growing up like that. Um, so they might be very sheltered, and they never grow up with the desire to be 
as cool, you know, or as, um, as gun-ho, like, we're gonna go for it, and we're gonna risk whatever it takes, because I'd rather die doing something I want to, than to live and die like these people, you know, uh, were, and so, she's, she's amazing, she is one of the coolest moms I've ever met, and her kids are all, every one of them are cool, um, but just, just meeting them, and having that friendship, and, and going, after that, by the way, listeners, we, uh, we met them in the Berries, which are about 75 miles east of Bimini, uh, and so we sailed all the way out there, and we met them, and then kind of reunited and stuff, so that was fun, but just all kinds of things, exploring the Berries, and exploring the, um, that abandoned hotel military oh. fortress thing that seemed haunted. I mean, just all these little things. And then after that, it, it comes out and, and it turns out that it's dark by the time we get back. So we have to take a dinghy out in the, in, in the pitch black to go try to find our boat. And it turned out the, the nav lights were on. So there was just this like little glimmer of light that we could use to get to it. I mean, just these amazing adventures that were like, we actually could die. Yeah. You know, there were, there were plenty of times that you could have fallen off the boat and no one would have seen you, or you could have been let, lost, you know, left behind, or, you know, um, anything. There are a lot of times where you, you, you know, split your foot on a rock or on coral and not, not be able to go get, you know, get the, um, uh, med- medical attention that you need, like, like, uh, Sierra, you know, she, mm-hmm. she slid her foot open Luckily, her mom was a nurse. Right, and her mom's a nurse, and so uh, so she could at least kind of take care of it. But it's not it's not getting the stitches that it needs. You know, it's not getting what you would get here in America and on on land. But that's you know that's kind of the the price you pay. You know, and I think it's almost worth it because if if you've got someone on board, at least who can take care of it. You know, in an intermediate stage um, before you can actually get somewhere where they might have medical attention. Hey, you know, do it do what you love. Yeah, that's, I, I don't think it's worth it, I know it is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because I was listening to this one, uh, like, speech on um, TEDx Talks, are you familiar with TED right, Talks right. at all? Yep. Yeah, this this one lady, she she's a proponent of something called vulnerability, she says, like, when she studied, like, some of the people with the happiest lives, they're all really vulnerable, which means that they're, they allow themselves to be open, so, like, even though they're open, like, they're open to the good things happening and the really bad things happening. And, you know, like, what I, what I noticed about that family is that they're so open. You know, mm-hmm. like, they they know that bad stuff can happen. But, like, the, the only way they're going, going to experience all that amazingness and all that aliveness is with that risk. And, like, it's not worth it to live your life in a cage, you know? Like, I think most people spend their lives living in basically a cage. Like, think about think about the boxedness. A car is a box. Your room is a box. Your cubicle is a yeah. box. You sit and look at a box and type on little tiny boxes. Mm-hmm. And you bring your box lunch. Like, it's all these boxes and cages that we all get trapped into because it's comfortable. But, you know, sounds to me like a prison cell. If you want to live fully, you got to be risk-taking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, like, I, I hope if I ever have kids that they'll see me as somebody who's willing to risk his life to live, live a full one. Yeah, it, and that's something I, I try to I toy with, you know, preparing for, 
when I when I have kids because I definitely want to have kids. Um, so you know how 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 to treat that because I want I want to be like that and I want to um, be you know be a dad who says you know it, it's your life go go take it go make it you know yeah um, I don't I. I want to be there for advice, almost, rather than guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be the one to tell them how to live their life. Be like, hey, you know, you go figure it out, and if you ever need some help, just let me know. Yeah. Um, that's that's something that I've been toying with, uh, just thinking about it, pondering future life and stuff like that. But I think the quote that sums that up best for me, at least personally, and and I and I keep this uh, in the back of my mind always. And it was by Ricky Gervais. And he said, um, the, what is it, it's, um, the edge isn't as safe, but the view is better. Yeah. And it's so true. It's so true. Um, if you think about, like, a cliff, you know, if you stay on, down below and you don't get up on the cliff, you can, you can look at the cliff and you can see that view and it's good, but if you're willing to put enough risk in going up and pushing yourself mentally to, to overcome barriers and and overcome the the life risk to get up on top of that cliff to see that view that view means a lot more and now you're able to say hey i've put myself at risk and i've overcome it i can i can do whatever now that's how i felt after i jumped off the bow of the sapona yeah because it's literally like this much space that you can stand on and when you look down like the boat actually sticks out you know like when you when you jump off the next to the bow right you're you're on the very far overhang, right? But when you're jumping off that part, it's probably like 45 feet high. There's rebar sticking out, and like there's mm-hmm. you have to take a big leap so you get clearance so you don't hit anything on the way down. And just like you know, I could either live for the the next year like regretting not doing it because I was too scared, or just do it now. And like once I finished, the rush was so big. Yeah, it was such a rush from like conquering my fear and doing it. Now that that was a feeling I've never felt before jumping off the Sapona, yeah. even just there on the side of the bow, <laughs> because to give you an idea, listeners, this is a, a shipwreck um, out just off of Bimini, and the idea at first was to bring it out and have it, I think, as an uh, on the water casino, but they mis they miscalculated. Is that the right word? Miscalculated. Sure. Whatever. Um, miscalculated the. Uh, the depth it's draft and it ran aground and so um it ran aground and you know they really couldn't use it as or where they needed and so they just left it and it's and it's i don't know how, i don't know how old it is it seems pretty old because yeah. it's it's rusted and and completely dilapidated um and completely unsafe absolutely unsafe mm-hmm. but the most amazing experience ever yeah and just think of the memories that were on that ship and whatever it was used as and then now people doing this and jumping off that that bow you know on the side of the bow it's a good 40 foot high jump into the water and when you jump off it doesn't really look that far when you're up on top then you jump off and you start to feel that kind of rush in your body of when it when you jump off like a 10 foot high thing you know, it's kind of like, oh, okay, now that's that's a that's that's pretty high. You kind of feel like when you're in an elevator, that feeling. Yeah. Um, you start to feel that, and then you go a little bit further, and it's like, oh crap! Like like I'm really feeling it now, 
and then you realize you're only like a third of the way down. And then from there, it's just like, holy cow. It just, it's exponential, like, yeah, multiplying. Yeah. It just, yeah, each amount of, each degree of feeling just doubles itself. So it, it is an exponential growth of just, like, like inside your body rushing up. And for me, everyone said to jump in feet first. And I said, okay, I got it, feet first. Uh, you know, stay straight, got it. Um, but I didn't know that it didn't go feet first until I hit the ground. <laughs> well, the water. Um... Yeah, that hurt. My butt hurt. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you hit the water feet first, but you are like, you weren't flat. Yeah, you weren't yeah, yeah. Straight. That hurt. Um, and, and more, more than, <laughs> I love, I love that, like, I think it, it, it says it perfectly. What you said, you said, when you jump off this, uh, this boat, your balls will be five times bigger. Yeah. And then I responded with, one of mine is. <laughs> because it's swole, it's swelled up. Oh, my God. I thought I was going to have problems. I thought I was going to have compli- complications for a second. But it, it, it subsided. And I'm better. It's okay. Um, but, yeah. It, it hurt. I could imagine. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is even as much as that hurt, and as much as I... And, and I am... And I was sunburned, too, during that. It was absolutely worth it. Like, I wish I would have hit the water better because jumping into the blue hole and the berries, I, I did it perfectly and the feeling was amazing. Yeah. And so I wish I would have done it better and, and really focused on keeping my feet straight. But it was absolutely worth it, just 100%. That, Everything was worth it. That day was probably one of the craziest days of my life. <laughs> so we wake up, we jump off the Sapona, I probably did it like seven times big rush you have to climb up this rope ladder to get to the top right afterwards we sail we were on a 40 foot leopard a 44 foot leopard catamaran boat that 10 of us were living on and um, after that we, we sailed to this place called honeymoon harbor where there's a bunch of stingrays and we swam right next to the stingrays and like you know you paddle them or you get up real close to them and if you step on them you die or if their tail brushes up against you, you get hooked with this really nasty barb and you have to pull it all the way through your leg because if you pull it out the other direction, you get screwed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, like like Matthew, you had the, quite the experience with that first stingray. You're like yeah. sitting down, this huge alien giant looking stingray. Yeah, just like, at least four or five feet wide. I've never seen one that big, like even in like aquariums. <laughs> Well, and it was so funny because it's coming at me, and and this the the first one was on the on the, you know on the other side where they had all the rocks, and uh, and it's coming up towards me, and I'm like it's coming, it's coming, oh my gosh, it's coming, and then it, it, it's coming like up on me, I'm like oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and I, and I like have my hands just in this like fetal like cup position, and it just like like just just so gracefully glides over my my hands, and I feel its underside. And then it just kind of very calmly swims away. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just touched a stingray. I mean, that was huge. All the other ones were smaller. but yeah. and, it, and that first one was a little bit crazy. But after that, I, I felt super comfortable. I never felt like they were going to sting me or, or you know, I, I never felt really uh, worried. No. But it just feels so cool to feel their, you know, their body, the, the, the cartilage and floppy skin stuff. Very smooth. Very smooth. Very squishy too. Yeah. Kind of squishy. 
There was that one legend in there that was feeding him, and like the way he was moving was yeah. so cool. Just like <laughs> <laughs> he was like darting around in the water, giving him food, and they were all like coming up on him and like pick him up from underneath. Yeah, and he would pay. That was that was crazy. He he was a legend. Yeah. And then what did we do at the end of that? We uh, went back. I went to the Robin Thicke concert. Yeah, you went to the Robin Thicke concert, and I think most of most of us all stayed back. That uh, was. And then we had Junkanoo. Did, yeah. Did we have Junkanoo that night? Or was it the Junkanoo was like the night before or two nights was before? Was it okay? Yeah. Junkanoo is like the the Bahamian Mardi Gras, which is super cool. It's it's carnival festival, um, and it was it was it was lit. It yeah. was lit, fam. I didn't I didn't do any of it, so I I can't talk really? about it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I thought you no. I guess yeah, you weren't there, but it was, and we were dancing with the band. It's like oh go 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 go. Oh, I did see the drum band. They were awesome. That was so much fun. And then y'all got caught out at the Robin Thicke concert and dinging back in the middle of the night, and oh, that was that was that was an interesting day. Yes. And then Agreed. you come back, and turns out we're going to the berries, and then we go, and oh man, it was just just wonderful, absolutely wonderful. That like the Robin Thicke concert, like all the stars aligned for that because Zach and Sam like they dinging dinging to the other side of the island, right. like a. To, for the listeners, like we have like this really poor side of the island and the super rich side of the island with like all these yachts and giant hotel. There was like this grand opening of this resort, and they had Robin Thicke playing for it. So I knew Zach and Sam were going to come back soon, so I was like, all right, I need to go find them, meet up with them, so we can all ride the dinghy back once the concert's done, so I can like use them for like a ride, and we can all go. So I'm like, all right, I need to go quick. I start hitchhiking. First first golf cart I hitchhike they take me across to the other side of the island and Zach and Sam are like walking on the side of the street and so I jump out I'm like hey guys what's up they're like where'd you come from and then I was like I'm going to the Robin Thicke concert you want to come and like we were just about to go back there's a Robin Thicke concert I'm like yeah so like they were just about to leave like caught them like right at right on time we hopped on a shuttle and everyone in the thing had like armbands but we didn't but like we still got in we thought like we had snuck in, but it turned out we didn't. But anyway, Robin Thicke's pretty huge, but it was like a super VIP crazy thing, and like only 300 people were at the concert. It was, it was insane. Like 300 people. So, that's awesome. Like that's that's essentially having like uh, our school uh, together for like a mass, and just having Robin Thicke. Yeah, that's that's a pretty cool concert. Or like Lady Gaga coming mm-hmm. through our school, like yeah. the same. That's pretty. That's that is pretty cool. But I mean, there, there's just there's just not much to say, you know. I'm I'm yeah. just I'm just so happy that what happened happened, you know. Um, it was it was so close for me to not go, and I'm so glad it did happen. Yeah, and uh, I'm so glad you were there, Tyler, and everyone was there, and it, it was just—it was such an incredible experience, uh, really and honestly life-changing. Um, speechless, absolutely speechless. And I just wish I could just stay there, stay there on a boat in the Bahamas. I would not have any problem with that. Yeah, like, you know, like what problems are there out there? You just like I, I unwound so much. Like I physically unwound. Yeah. Like I could feel my body just so loose. And I'm still I'm still there. 
So, because like at school, like every day there's some kind of stressor, something that's gonna make me tense and stressed. Two weeks of just like on the water, you're just rocking with a the boat. There's nothing to worry about, nothing coming in the future I have to worry about. It's just you're there, you're helping other people with the van camp, you're having a good time with these islanders who are all super relaxed. It was great. And for me, it was a little bit different because it was partially kind of overcoming a little bit of some fears. Like for me, almost the whole trip, I felt a little bit tensed up a lot because I made the poor decision to become Lizard Man and <laughs> and get sunburn and shed my oh first couple my layers of God. skin. That was unreal. <laughs> <laughs> that first day of peeling, that was incredible. That was incredible. I've never seen something like that in my life. You just... You were like, you know those biscuits you buy that are really, really flaky? You were just one layer, like, you just had one of those layers, like, yeah. across your entire That's body. That's so true. Oh, oh it was gross. Oh, it was so gross, but it was just so, that was an experience. But that kind of made me apprehensive about doing anything, because I didn't want to affect my sunburn. It hurt. You know, I was tired. I think I got sun poisoning. You know, I, I was always tired when I first uh, got done with the, with tanning what I thought was tanning now really it's burning but um, the whole trip was it was a little bit tense from that standpoint so it's like um, and, I, and I, I, ha I had a lot to learn I learned a lot on this trip and so that made it a little bit different for me because it wasn't just me relaxing and whatever you know I, I, I learned a lot yeah. um, whereas like at home you know I'm learning a lot, uh, and so I can get stressed and stuff. But when I'm, when I'm just free and I and I don't, I you know I, I know what's what's happening, uh, what's going on. You know I don't have to worry about uh, docking or um, doing anything right or wrong or, or knowing the notes to play for the, the the parade or anything like that. You know, I can I can relax a little bit, but. I, I was just a little bit tense, so I had to, like, relax a little bit. Um, I was a little bit out of my element, because my element is clean, tidy, dressed, you know, well, knowing what I'm talking about, and I didn't have any of that. You know, I, I couldn't take showers, that, you know, just whenever I want. Um, I couldn't do all of, all of my facial and hair products and stuff, you know, just whenever. Um, I didn't have, you know, clothes for every situation, you know, every situation or whatever. Um, I, I always had salt, sand, or water on me. Yeah. So it was, I was, or sweat. Um, so I was always out of my element a little bit. And so that made me a little bit apprehensive. Um, whereas for you, Brendan, you were in your freaking element if you've ever had an element. You could tell? Oh, Absolutely. But you didn't. You never struggled at all on the Savona. You never struggled with the the stingrays. You know, you never struggled when it came to jumping off the blue hole. It, you know that I think that really is your element. I agree. You you're just you're just not made for this this societal world that that we set up. No, I don't think you're made for that at all. I've I felt my like this sounds so cheesy, but like my soul is like pulling me just to go on adventures or like climb mountains mm -hmm. in the snow ice climbing just like dangerous treacherous just like wear on you kind of ordeals that I, I, I want to do that that's what I want to do like I'm 
I'm just curious as to, like, you You just, like, noticed that I was... I could, I could sense something different. Like, at, you know, at school, you're always kind of, like, uh, you, you have two um, expressions. You have, I'm focused on whatever I'm doing, and I don't hear, you know, like, like uh, I didn't hear what you said, or, or, you know, you're just kind of... You're, you're here, you, you, you have your horse blinders on, you know, your horse racing blinders on, you're like, you, not that you're super focused on it, but you're just kind of like, you're just straight ahead, just, you know, robot, yeah. um, when you're, when, like, you're really stressed or really tired, um, or you have, you're, like, like, I don't, I don't want to say panicky, but, like, you're, you're, like, moving everywhere, and, like, you're looking around, like, like I don't know what's going on. Like you have you have those two options, and and it seemed like on this trip it was just like you just like look like a little frog just like going up the sabona like and then jump off, just, just go off and like like there was no panicky, there was there was no um, worried look, there was no monotone robot look, there was only like you doing what you love, like you know in the sail away videos that we were watching, yeah. they had this. Uh, had those people like the the leaders, the adults. Uh, I think their like their name was like Popov or something like that. One was like Alexander and was Dragon. Uh, his name was D R A G A N Dragon. Oh my god, Dragon. That's a name. And they were like curly surfer hair dude, like so relaxed. Like we're gonna go do this, like have some fun, but we're gonna like we're gonna be doing some cool cool stuff. All right, man. Like, that was you. That was you, like, this entire trip. And it was amazing. It was awesome. And so I, I could notice that you were you were definitely in, in your element much more than you would be if we were in school. I can totally, I could totally see it. Yeah, and that's, it's interesting because, like, I guess I changed a lot over the course of working at a summer camp and then being in Bimini. And, like, the last time you saw me, really, was at school. Mm -hmm. And I noticed, like, you changed quite a bit during the trip. Like, you were more outgoing more like bubbly mm -hmm. yeah you know like very you, you tapped into your funny bone <laughs> you were very funny well i appreciate that that I, I i tend to be like that especially like at home um or just by myself or you know when i'm around uh really comfortable people and i just got so comfortable with everyone i mean we really were like one big family we were yeah and so i got so comfortable that you know I'm always looking for a reason to dance on the boat while I'm making Matt sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, that is like, that is my element. I love that. Um, those, those sandwiches hit the spot, too. Thank you. I'm telling you. The secret to sandwiches. All right, listeners, listen to this. This is a very important life uh, hack, a life story. Um, this is something that's very important that you should keep close to your heart as long as you may live forever. When you make a sandwich... You make a damn good sandwich, okay? We're talking seven, eight, ten, twenty slices of, of meat, all right? It ain't gonna do no, like, two slices of meat with, like, a, a layer of, of, like, you know, maybe three or four little pieces of shredded lettuce and, like, a slice of cheese and then two pieces of bread. No, we're talking three three pieces of bread, mayo on, 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 on two of them, put whatever mustard, ketchup, whatever you want on it, relish whatever you want but the mandatory thing about sandwiches is you've got you've got your three layers of bread okay and so you've got that that middle layer you got to have at least five to six slices of, of meat on the top and five to six on the bottom 
You can go more. You can always go more. But it should be one of those that, you know, like those big hamburgers that you can't fit into your mouth? Yeah. That's how sandwiches should be. I'm very Great. passionate about that. Okay, it, it should be, you open your mouth and you bite down and you get a right. hunk of meat. Yeah, yeah, it's just, like like Miss Bonnie was saying, her mouth was hurting <laughs> after eating mine. That is, that is how you make sandwiches, okay? For all for all these all the sandwich enthusiasts out there, you contact me. I will I will get in touch with you. We can make sandwiches, and we can we can we can we can start from the ground up and revolutionize sandwich making, because sandwiches were not made to be a snack. They are a filler. It is a meal. I'm having sandwich and chips, and if you have sandwich and like five chips, you're gonna be full after my sandwich. I'm telling you. So. Sorry about that little rant, but I it, it is something I'm so passionate about. In five years, like your, your hair's all dyed white, you're Guy Fieri. <laughs> hey, bada bing, bada boom, the sandwich. It's so good. Hey, Mr. Terry. Mr. Uh, I, I go over with Mr. Terry and be like, oh, Mr. Terry, we gotta give him five, six, seven slices of ham, all right? No, no, we're talking six, seven slices on both sides. We're talking like a total of 12, 14, 15, 20. We can go 20 slices of ham, all right? We, we, gotta, we gotta pump this ham out, guys. What would Hulk do? Yeah, Hulk. Hulk, Hulk, you, you just gonna lay around today and, and, and you know, uh, not help us? That's, that's why it's going slow today. You used to be somebody, Hulk. Come on, Hulk. Our listeners have no idea what's going yeah. on. Yeah, just, 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 just go pre- with it. Just to go with it. Just go with it. Appreciate that. Just go, just keep listening. But, other than that, I mean, hell, I don't have anything else to say. Mm. I don't know. I think I'm gonna get a journal or something and, like, write down... Stories of my adventures on this trip. That would be really cool. I start like an adventures journal. Yeah, I want to remember this stuff. Yeah. Like the first day for me, like that crossing was so intense because the first hour we had like 10 foot swells and we were all riding on the bow of the cat. So, like, like you're flying up and like landing down really fast and the water splashing you everywhere. It's like being on the Tower of Terror. I, I, you know, I'm just saying this so it, mm-hmm. it's like documenting this mm-hmm. it's like the journal so we were doing that it was like being on the Tower of Terror for an hour and I kept getting really nauseous and I was like oh god I want to keep doing this but I'm going to throw up and so I remember um, in religion class in junior year we had that one dude Stu Main he was talking about if you do this does it stop your gag reflex because of his do you remember that? I don't remember that no well Continue he wanted that. to know for a particular reason anyway so I, like I remember I'll tell you about it later but um so I was like you know is this gonna happen so I do this just <laughs> we like the the boat's flying in the air and I just like streams of throw up come out my mouth it's everywhere and I'm like they're like everyone was like oh god oh no Brendan I'm like I'm sorry I'm so sorry and so I'm like hold on guys one more one more and just and I'm like wait I feel another one coming Boom. And then, like, all right, last one. And I throw up. All four substantial. Th- that was the All on the bow? Ones. Yeah, all on the bow. Wow. In, in, like, five minutes. So, like, I wipe it all off my face. I just apologize profusely because I was so embarrassed. Like, I got, like, chunks of goldfish everywhere. And so, <laughs> I moved. <laughs> chunks of goldfish. It was terrible. Oh, that's funny. So, like, I moved to the back, like, on the very side of the back of the boat, and I was just, like, I was sitting there holding onto the rails while the boat was pitching and rocking like crazy, and I was so nauseous, and then, like, I, like, threw up the, 
like I threw up my intestines or something. It was like this red, orangish color. This is the second time on this podcast we've been talking about my throw up. Yeah. But I threw up like four times that time. You're gonna, like, you're gonna, ha- you're gonna like start relating throw up with amazing experiences. Yes. So every time you throw up, you're like, oh, that was amazing. Yep. So it's gonna happen. So or like, it could work out the other way. Sorry to interrupt, but to where every time you have an amazing experience from here on, now you just throw up. Like it's just a cause. Like, oh, I'm feeling it coming. Oh, this was a good experience. <laughs> I like proposed to my girlfriend. Will you marry me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have my first kid. He's beautiful. Uh. <laughs> so like, I was like sitting on the side, and I kept feeling like I was pass- gonna pass out. Like my eyes were closing on me, and I was just like, like a, you know, like a, you get tired in class, and you're just like, mm-hmm. well, that was what was going on. I was felt so weak. I've never felt that weak ever. And I knew if I stood up and I moved out of the way of. Like, because if I passed out, I could have fallen off the uh-huh. boat and died. Because I was like right on the back. But, and then like Tyler was sleeping, and I was like, Tyler, I feel like I'm gonna pass out. And so, like, Swerg, Miss Bonnie, and Tyler, they all forced me to like crawl to the couch. <laughs> and I, I took my shirt off for the bow thing, so it was off for that. Then, for like the, I was probably on the side for like an hour. And then I, I, I laid there, and I was in this, I wasn't sleeping, I was like half sleeping, half tortured for like 10 hours and then it becomes night and that was one of the most beautiful experiences ever was up at night on top of that yeah yeah that was incredible yeah that was our first like open water sunset and moonrise just seeing the blackness in every direction just on a boat with the wind and i was probably a little bit high from like the chemicals released in my body after the throw up which is why like everyone else just seemed like oh that's pretty cool but i was like this yeah. is amazing. <laughs> yeah, you were really like into it. I didn't know Shaggy's had one right here. Neither did I. But then like, I just like, my shirt's still off as at night. It was like after 12 hours of experiencing nausea, cold rain comes in, wind's blowing like 20 knots. We have to pull into this foreign island at night at this random dock. It was crazy. Like, like we we're all like, straight up pirates right there remember remember like my expression when we got when we finally got docked I just had my head my head in my hands and you're like Matt are you alright I'm like ah. oh I communicated my with grunts and head shakes I remember we were we both went to the shower room and we were like standing in the mirror like you were standing in your mirror I was standing in my mirror and I was like oh that was quite the adventure wasn't it and you didn't respond I just looked at you and you were looking in the mirror and you're just like like I'm, I can't do it because I'm laughing right now. But you're just like, <laughs> you look so angry. I remember and sad. that because I w- I looked at myself and I was sunburned and I needed to shower and I'm just like, uh-huh. <laughs> that's it. That's the face. <laughs> and then when I, I could and I couldn't respond to you, like in, in my, like, you know how they say like people who have uh, you know mental disabilities like they want to respond but they can't. <laughs> I wasn't even to that point. I I wa- I wanted to respond. But I really didn't want to respond. Like, I had just just a little, little ounce of me that wanted to respond. And the rest that, was just anger. The, the, yeah, the rest was just anger and tiredness and, like, not caringness. And it was just, like, ah. Uh, like, that was, that was what, that was all my body would, would, would respond to you. 
And like, I don't know. I remember coming out of the shower. Like I took a longer shower than you did. And I walked by to Tyler and Tyler's like, you feeling better? I'm like, yeah. And so I sit down and start talking to him. Like after the shower, he's asking mm-hmm. the shower made me feel better. He's like, you know, I asked Matthew if you felt, he like walked by and was like, Matthew, you feel better after that shower? And he just kept walking. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I think part of it was, uh, I was my, I was, because I'm telling you, I, I had to go, I had to, uh, overcome my, like my mind twice that night when we were going into dock because uh, I, I used the, the Marine uh, rule, I think, or the Navy, uh, it's the 40% rule, that when your mind tells you you're done, you're only you're really only physically 40% done. Yeah. Um, and so you have a lot left in you. And so uh, I had I had to use that twice. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't use it a lot. But I, I use it when I'm really, really in a situation that I, I need to keep pushing through. I used it twice. Like, the first one was like, when your mind tells you you're done, you're 40% done. You have 60% left. And then the next time I was like, when your mind tells you you're second done, you're only like maybe 60, 70% done. You can do it. And and I just was pushing through, like shivering as we were coming in on the dock. Like, it was, it makes me, it makes me almost feel a little bit sick. Like thinking back, to, no, I'm serious. Like it, that's how traumatic that experience was coming in because I was so tired and I just yeah. wanted to go to sleep. But we had to push through and do that. And once we got, once we got in, we stopped. It was just like I, I wanted to respond, but I was so physically traumatized that I couldn't. So like when Tyler was like, "Hey, does that make you feel better?" And in my mind, I was, I had responded with, "Uh huh," but my body wouldn't even accept that. It wouldn't even accept a response. It was just like, uh, like I could, I just couldn't. I just like, I had, I used every little brain cell I had left that was functioning. Just like walk straight, do not fall in the water, get on the boat, go to bed. And I remember crawling in, my sunburn, you know, being dried off, getting clothes on, just going in, and just like, just sacking out hard, and that little port berth. Yeah. We got like no sleep the night before too. I know, pretty late. Um, it was just, oh. I remember like I came into the room because like, like we docked and Mr. Sword was like, "All right, we need to change docks. We need to like re redock." <laughs> I walk in the room. <laughs> I'm like Matthew, we need your help. We have to we have to redock. You were like in this sad like pile, <laughs> just like <laughs> you had like melted into the bed. And I'm like, hey, we need we need to redock and you're like wow and I was like you know what never mind <laughs> thank you for not making me get up because I don't remember that I, I I actually the only thing I remember I think I, I do remember you saying like hey Matt uh, we need to redock or we need to move and I was like in my brain I was just like alright but I didn't I didn't want to take any action I was just like alright <laughs> thanks thanks for that information uh and, and then I woke up, and it was so funny, when I woke up, I, I, I had forgotten that y'all said you were going to move, and I, I didn't really register when you said we were going to move. Um, I got up, and I go to get off uh, port side uh, on the back, and I looked, and I was like, wow, that dock's really far away, because you know how they, they had that little bit of room between us and the next dock over? Yeah. I was like, wow, that's really far away. And then I looked over, and I saw the dock on the other side, I was like, whoa, there wasn't a dock over there last night. That's crazy. Oh, man. But just 
all of that. I mean, really and seriously life changing. And just and memories. Memories, you know. So many. Uh, I was thinking about what you were saying. I, I think I ought to go get a book and, and write down what I can remember from Seattle and from Clagato. Yeah. And then add this and just every big, huge, momentous thing that has happened. Um, might want to even include Kairos and, and uh, other things that have happened, you know. So, I guess that, that pretty much brings us to a close. Yeah. Um, I think I think I can enjoy the rest of the ride without recording, you know. Yeah. Because I think, I think that's enough. I think, yeah. I think we've said enough. So, listeners, that caps the Bimini trip. Yep. And... There really, there aren't any more words to say. Mm-hmm.